You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Just in case you missed the last episode, Matthew Pollard shares why and how introverts are the best salespeople to hire. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a six-month subscription to leadquizzes.com valued at $300. Leadquizzes helps you create interactive lead generation quizzes to help you grow your email list. This is the same software I use to generate over 20,000 leads for my business in 2017. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everyone. And we have another amazing guest today. His name is Jason Swink. And Jason After a short stint at Arthur Anderson, he decided to start a digital agency, which he grew to over 100 people and seven figures in revenue. He later sold that agency and is now the host of the Smart Agency Masterclass podcast. That's how I heard about him. And Jason also runs jasonswank.com, which is a unique media company and consultancy helping marketing agencies grow and scale their agencies faster by applying the framework that he used and learned along the way to scale and eventually sell his agency. So he's helped over 20,000 agencies in 42 different countries, I think it is, to meet or exceed their business goals. So I want to welcome Jason to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Dennis. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I heard your podcast a while back and I said, you know, I got to meet this guy. He's pretty cool, pretty interesting. He's got some great experience. Even though I, I never owned a digital agency, I thought, you know, there'll be a time when we'll eventually meet. And here we are with the podcast. So thanks. For, <laughs> thanks for being on. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, man. So if you could do me a favor for my listeners, take a minute and tell us a little bit about maybe how and why you started your digital agency. I think it was back in 99, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, back when uh, Al, Al Gore invented the internet for all of us. And uh, it was by accident. I think everybody gets into business by accident. Or I know running an agency, everybody gets back, uh, you know, in by accident. Cause you know, like, like you said, in the intro, I worked for Arthur Anderson for about six months until I just absolutely hated it. And I was just lucky enough that one of my friends looked like Justin Timberlake. And so I was kind of just goofing around one day and I designed a website and I designed a website called in shit. And it was making fun of NSYNC back in the day. Cause he looked like Justin Timberlake. And so the four of our best friends, I just laid out this fake band, fake website, fake music. I mean, literally, I even recorded tracks <laughs> and everything. That's hysterical. And it, and it got popular. Like, I didn't have much to do. I mean, and so it got popular. And then people started asking me to design websites for them. And so I was like, okay, uh, $500. And I remember my first client very vividly asking me to send them an invoice. And I was like, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And I didn't know what an invoice was. I mean, obviously Google didn't exist. So I had to go back, go to my dad and be like, what is an invoice? And he's like, oh, that's to tell you how much money they actually owe. I was like, man, I should have told him a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that same sort of story a million times. You're 100% right. People stumble into those agency businesses 
but many of them just kind of die on the vine. You went the other direction, right? So you grew a very successful business. So, you know, as a first time entrepreneur back in 99, if you had to point to one of the biggest, say, hurdles or struggles when growing your company, what would it be? Well, I mean, there was a, a thousand of them. I, I mean, I, I think one of them was just figuring out, you know, how do I scale it? Right. You know, because for a number of different years, it was just me. You know, people would come to me, I'd do their website, I project management, I get the stuff from them, I would design it. And then, you know, I'd collect on it. And it was just like, and well, actually, I take that back. The biggest struggle was knowing and having the confidence that I could do it. Right. I mean, think about like, if you go back to where you are at now, and if you could go back to your early self, the biggest thing is self-doubt. Do I have what it takes in order to do it? And once you get that one client and they pay you, or once you tell the client or one of the clients, it's 10 times more than what you would like to have it. And they say, yes, you have more confidence. You just gain more confidence over time. So I think just thinking bigger and having that confidence was the biggest struggle I had in the very beginning. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Fear is definitely probably the thing that holds most people back, especially from starting and or in the early days. So, you know, I remember that exact situation. One of the first times I had to throw a really big number out to a client and I was sitting there, we were on the phone and I squinted and I kind of braced and squeezed my hands. And then all of a sudden he said, sure. And then it didn't hurt anymore. Right. It was, it just wasn't scary anymore. So yeah, I think everybody goes through that as an early entrepreneur. So, you know, let me dig in a little bit further. So knowing what you know now, I mean, you've had a very successful career that's spanning, geez, it's almost 20 years now, believe it or not. Knowing what you know now, what would you do differently to get further faster with that agency business? You know, knowing what I know now, I would, I mean, it goes back to what I just told you. Think bigger. I mean, literally, and and by thinking bigger and setting up the right systems, right? You know, think about when when we started and most people start their businesses, they don't have a clear path of where they want to go. They're just like, how do I make it week by week or day by day or hour by hour? And they're not thinking about what's the long-term goal. And by thinking about and getting that clarity, I think clarity is one of the most important things in building the foundation of your business because that allows you to know what you need to say yes to and what to say no to, right? I mean, think about all the distractions. And when you create a business, how many different opportunities are out there and how many different distractions? And by having that clarity of knowing where to go, and, and that's power, right? Because that's power both in being able to communicate that to your team for allowing them to make better decisions. Because think about like, when you don't have clarity and you have a team, you your team doesn't know what to do. Like they keep coming to you, right? I think you probably remember this. I know I do. Like my team kept coming to me to make, you know, decisions. And I said, well, why can't you do this? And then I finally realized it was by fault because I didn't give them the idea of where the boat was going. They didn't know the boat was going to England. They didn't know the boat was going to Australia. They didn't know where it was going. It was just literally going around and around. And by coming up with that clarity, then I could communicate that to them so they can make better decisions as well as allow me to make better decisions based on like what to say yes to, what to say no to, and be able to figure out what were the biggest impact items that I needed to go do, right? And just focus on that rather than doing the small items first. I mean, think about like, I remember someone used an analogy one time. They said, uh, if you have two glasses the same size, 
right? And you put 50 pebbles in the first glass and then put a baseball in it, the baseball is going to overflow. But if you put the baseball in first and then the pebbles, the pebbles will surround the baseball and it will fit perfectly. Meaning do the big impact items first. And that's what I would go back and change. Perfect. Yeah. That I, it's so funny because as I talk to so many entrepreneurs and people that have built businesses, that's a recurring theme. So, so for those of you in the audience that are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or already an entrepreneur or a sidepreneur, whatever it is you're doing, you know, learn how to think bigger. Take some of what Jason just said and remember that because that that's a huge takeaway that, you know, you don't want to look back three, four, five, six, 10 years from now and say, I wish I would have, could have, should have, right? All right. So my audience, like most people love tactics and strategies, of course, right? So now it's time to give us something that my listeners can take to the bank. So can you give us maybe a few things, a couple of steps or tips that you need to do that agency owners need to do to scale their business to say seven or even eight figures? You know, I mean, the biggest thing is charge more. I mean, every agency, every business they're under, and I'm talking more professional services, right? So everybody is charging way under what they actually should. And I think the reason why is because they don't understand the value that they're actually delivering. Right. But if you really, and and the worst case scenario is, is your clients don't understand the value that you're delivering. And then we all get that call, right? We've all got that call where we're doing amazing results for our clients. And then our client calls us up and said, hey, we're making a switch. And we're like, what the heck is going on? It's because we don't understand the value that we're delivering. We haven't communicated that to them. And hence, we're not charging enough. And if we're not charging enough, then we can't get the right team members. We can't get the right team members then it's not scalable. And then we go out of business and we go work for someone. And then we were like, this sucks. <laughs> right. So increasing price, that's definitely one. Give us another one. You know, not trying to automate everything, right? I think with all this amazing technology out there, we're literally trying to bot- botify. I just made up a word. Perfect. We're trying to <laughs> botify everything, right? And we're trying to automate everything and we're taking out the human element. And the reason why people do business with us is because of us and how we can help and transform them and they are trusting us. But if we botify everything, then, you know, they're just connecting to a machine. They're just connecting to your logic, right? I mean, that's why when anybody ever buys anything from me, like, you know, whether it be my agency playbook or work with me one-on-one, I create a custom video message for them. I spend about a minute to two minute message to let them know I appreciate them. They made the right choice and to give them pointers about how they can get the most out of it. Yeah. It's not it's for very, every, yeah. everyone. The personalization is huge. Uh, you know, people can, people have gotten enough automated emails and email swipes and copywriting, you know, strategies that they can, that stands out. Right. So when you, when you do something like that, that personalized video where you're talking, you're saying their name, you're talking about their company. I mean, that, that's huge. I mean, that, that's a huge differentiator. So yeah, it makes it, that makes a ton of sense. So, you know, moving on here, there are many, many channels and strategies and ways that, you know, to market an agency. So, you know, it can be very confusing to agency owners and just entrepreneurs in general. So what's the best way for agencies to get new clients today in today's age with everything that's going on? What's the best way in your opinion? Well, you know, I think you need a a number of different channels, but I think the best way is to know your audience and and really laser it down into a 
particular niche or a specialization. You know, too many say, I'm a full service agency. I can help anybody and everybody. And I'm like, you're full of crap, right? I was like, you, first off, you know, we were over a hundred people and we couldn't do everything. So, right. And I know agencies that have over 500 people that are not a full service agency. So when you say you're five people or 10 people or even 20 people and you can do everything for anybody, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like when I, when I first started, you know, I was only winning business locally because that was our competitive advantage. But then when we started really defining our niche and defining our specialization, then we started winning people all over the world. I mean, that's why now I'm able to, you know, work with people in Bangladesh or Australia or Italy or France or all over is because I have a specialization and I obsess over where are they now and what do they want to transform into? And I think, you know, once you understand that, then you can, you know, create a number of different channels, whether it be an outreach channel through like, you know, LinkedIn or cold call. Hey, it's amazing thing of what you can do on the phone. Like literally this phone, like it will connect you to someone. You don't have to just blast them a blind email or, you know, just hit them up out of the blue. Like they don't know where that's coming from. Pick up the phone. They don't get many calls anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I agree, you know, riches are in niches for sure. And I think agencies that would be if I were going to start an agency, a digital agency, I would get very, very niche. And then from there, I, you know, as I got proficient and I started growing, I could add more niches, right? That's really what you do in order to start growing. So, so my question is, if you were starting one today, what would be your go-to strategy? What would be your go-to strategy to get those first 10, 15 customers? Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, dial the phone, right? I mean, literally I would create a top 50 hit list. I'd find, and based on who I want to target, I would do massive research on them. This is not blind call and hire a, you know, a, a crappy company to do cold calling for you. Literally, you do massive research in the beginning because these are your perfect clients and you figure out how to help them and actually offer to help them, <laughs> right? Imagine that. And then once you actually help them, you know, they'll become your best client. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we did that, like when we would look at, you know, our pipeline be like, man, we need to build the pipeline up, man. We'd go to the phones, but we do the research first. And we were just so successful at that. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite places to do research like that, I call it sales intelligence, right? Or market intelligence, where you go out, you find those prospects, maybe it's on LinkedIn or another social platform. And, you know, you really just dig in, you know, where did they work before? You know, how long have they been in their current role? Where did they go to college? Who are some of their mutual connections? What type of stuff do they engage with on, you know, in social media? I mean, that's all good stuff, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's good to know like what they engage on and what their interests are, but I almost, I try to think about it as what do they struggle with? What do they want to become? Right. And how does that make them feel? I mean, that's where you start really connecting to people on an emotional, like, yeah, you can, you can wine and dine me and, and like you, you know, say, Hey, yeah, go Knowles and go Florida state, man. Sorry about your coach, all that kind of stuff. And you'll get my attention for a brief second, but after that you're gone. But if you tell, Hey, do you feel isolated and alone and, and really frustrated of what to do next in order to grow your company? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you got my attention. How can you help me with this? <laughs> no, that's perfect. No, that that's a perfect distinction. I appreciate that. All right. So let's switch gears a little bit because, you know, you sold that agency back in 2012. 
And then you started helping other agencies grow and scale their business. I think it was around maybe 2014, 2015, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so rumor has it that you're growing very, very quickly. I mean, how big is your consulting advisory company today? I mean, whatever perspective you want to share on that. Yeah, it's over seven figures. So and already. Uh, yeah, we, we grew it to over seven figures in nine months. But I say that with a caveat. It's taken me years and years to figure out the right things, right? You got to think about I ran an agency in the beginning. So don't think that's typical. But, you know, I had years and years of experience going in it and just I got lucky too. And I think lucky and just obsessing over a particular market that I had a lot of passion in. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I can tell you that that growing a seven figure consultant consultancy is not typical, right? Not especially not inside of a year. So so kudos to you. You're killing it. So let's dig into a little bit more specifics about how you, Jason, makes money with your advisory and consulting business. Because I'd like to unpack that a little bit. Could you help us? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I, I think it's about breaking things up in a number of different ways. And and I think really that because all of you want to know kind of the secret, like what's the silver bullet? And I'm going to tell you, there's no such thing as a silver bullet, only kind of the silver that you can kind of mine from people and then form your own silver bullet. Right. And it's just, I had to figure out and figure out what I was good at and what did I have a lot of passion in? What did I have a lot of knowledge in? And then just not make a decision based on money. I mean, I think too many people get into the consultancy world, you know, because they want to be total freedom. They want to make a ton of money and then they make decisions based on that. And I think that's a mistake. And, and and that's why it took me, you know, a number of different years to grow the agency because we were making decisions on how can we get the most money. And we were looking at gross revenue too. And I think when you look at gross revenue, it doesn't matter. Like I talked to $10 million agencies all the time that didn't make anything. I'm like, that sucks. Go quit. Like literally, like you're not making anything. Like you go make more money at McDonald's. And, you know, it's about the the profit. And I was just fortunate enough when we sold that I didn't have to worry about money and I didn't have to make decisions on that. But I used money as a kind of a a measurement stick, one of the measurement sticks. And so it made it easier to grow. So when I was growing, I could be patient and I could say, I don't care if I make any money this year. And the funny thing was, is when I did that, that more money came in. I was like, damn it, why couldn't someone tell me that? And a lot of people did tell me that a long time ago. And I was like, yeah, you're full of it. (laughs) I don't believe you. Right, Um, right. You know, and I think it's just about breaking it up in a number of different things. And I think it, it matters on what type of person you are, right? So like I start off consulting first and I kind of got into it by accident. Like, like I had to kind of be beaten over the head a couple of times because I started helping out my old competitors that started reaching out to me and be like, Hey, how'd you beat us? How'd you get AT&T? How'd you get a legal zoom and Hitachi and all these clients? I started helping them out and I really enjoyed it. And I was helping them out for free. And then my wife was like, well, why don't you do that? for your new business. And I was like, yeah, you know, that, that'd be kind of cool. And I kind of create content and kind of, you know, do, do that. And we formed into a media company for it. And, you know, and then we just started, you know, from the consulting, we were like, well, consulting is really not scalable and we want to reach more and more people. So how do we do that? So then I created a program based on, you know, the experience and the framework that we had. And then you just started stemming more and more and then, you know, starting to create software products with, you know, partners on, you know, in the agency space. So it just keeps building and building and you're just constantly looking for, you know, the right opportunity to help with the envision. 
And the end vision for us and the reason why we do what we want to do is, you know, our whole goal is to be the number one resource in the world for agency owners. And the reason why we do what we do in, in order to kind of steer the ship is to provide a resource that we wish we had. Right. And I, I tell people that because, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, one of my team members called me out. And when you hear the story, you'll be like, oh, I get it now. Like we were writing um, a blog post on the top conferences for agencies to go to. And we listed out a couple that I just don't like this, these companies anymore, but good conferences. But I just personally don't like them. <laughs> right? and, and, you know, once I don't like someone, I don't like someone. I need to work on that. <laughs> like I want to bury them. And so I went to her, I went to Stacy. I was like, why are we listing these people? And she goes without a hesitation, because it's not about you. It's about the audience. And I was like, that's why we have our why, right? So we can steer the ship. And I said, you're totally right. List it out. It's not about me. It's about what's better for the people. And if I have to send them to people I don't like, that's fine. So do, <laughs> so do you still do the one-on-one consulting now, or have you migrated more to the courses? Um, and the software some because i love working with people right and you have to stay up to date with the latest stuff right like i always laugh at people they come to me and they go well you sold your agency in 2012 the market's changed a lot so you probably don't know what the hell is going on i said well actually you're quite wrong because i work with so many agencies i actually see under the covers of everything and i can apply the basic framework and the concepts that we used and apply them in today's world and so that's why I still do one-on-one it. And it's rewarding, right? Because think about, I know when I sold my agency, you know, I was thrilled, right? You know, you get big payday, cool, you do whatever you want, but it's just success. And success alone is lonely, right? If you're on the top of a mountain and no one's with you, that sucks. And so I had all this significance running my company because people needed me. My clients needed me. My employees needed me. My team needed me, right? So I had significance. I had you know, that was how I measured myself, right? I didn't care about, you know, how much money we made, all that kind of stuff. And so when I sold that, that went away. And so I literally was depressed for a long, long time. And so, you know, that was another reason, like, I guess why I help people and work with people is because I'm really good at it, but more selfishly because I want significance. (laughs) Yeah, no, it makes total sense. I mean, before the interview, you and I were talking and, and we've obviously had some very similar past as an entrepreneur and kind of how it's evolved and went from, you know, from point A to point Z. And, um, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I I've seen that in my own personal life. So, so right now, I mean, as far as that, what's the, you know, with your consulting and your advisory type business and the courses and things you offer at jasonswank.com, you know, how do you get clients there? I mean, I know you have a podcast. I mean, do you do a lot of video? Do you do a lot of paid ads? I mean, is it more SEO? What are you doing to get the most of your clients or traffic or, you know, sales now? You know, it's about putting out content that my audience actually needs. So like I have two podcasts, right? So I have the Smart Agency Masterclass, which is a weekly show on iTunes, Skitcher, you know, SoundCloud, iHeart, Spotify, all the major ones, right? But then I also have a daily vlog podcast called Swank Today, which is even on I got to say Alexa, because Alexa will start turning on in the background, right? <laughs> That's always <laughs> the thing you're like, hey, I'll, I'll tell people about it. And then I'm like, oh, crap, it's turned on my TV or my lights or, or stuff like that. The A word. That's what I'll call her. And so even on that, where Monday through Thursday, it's a, a look into what I'm doing now, right? So like I'll take a brief moment 
you know, even from this podcast, like you asked me advice, like you might, like I paused the video for, or, or paused the, the mic for a second, hit the record. I was like, Hey, here's the Frank, the tank moment coming. I'm going to black out. It's going to be good. Right. And then I'll record it. And then I'll turn that into a show later on that will go out Monday through Thursday. So it's just really being a media company that provides helpful information to someone and providing them all the stuff that they need in order to do it without you. And when you can do that and where people actually need you, it's kind of like, I've never read this book, but I understand the concept that Seth Godin did of permission marketing, right? And probably a lot of you guys have, have done it is, is like, if you stopped blogging, if you stopped podcasting, if you stopped producing content for your audience, would they even notice? Would they notice? And that's what makes me produce content. That's how I stand out, right? There's so many people with courses. I won't even name names. And we all know the, the scumbags out there doing just courses and they'd sell the, the unicorns and the rainbows and the leprechauns coming out with gold, right? It's easy, right? But they don't put out any valuable content to actually help. It's all kind of behind the secret wall that you have to pay for the courses. And I think that's total crap. And most of them have never built a successful business. No, no, not at all. Like they've built their business to where it's at based on selling dreams. Exactly. I mean, they probably have good intentions, but you know, they're, they're trying to do it the fast way and the wrong way. And I think, you know, the biggest way to stand out is put out valuable content for free that if you stop doing it, people would miss you. That's how you should measure yourself. Gotcha. So we're going to wrap up here in a second, but other than jasonswank.com, what's your favorite growth tool or software that you use today? Mm. I mean, probably other podcasts, right? Like, uh, you know, I'll go in swings and I think everybody does goes in swings with uh, Gary Vanderchuk stuff. Right. So some, like I'll, I'll be like, Oh, what's he doing? And I'm more looking at kind of how he's executing, not on his advice. So it might be a little different there. Tony Robbins is obviously a huge resource for anybody because it all starts with, you know, your expectations and your, your beliefs and, and needs and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm just constantly just looking around and watching people, you know, just observing and just listening rather than throwing up on people. Awesome. Well, listen, Jason, that pretty much wraps it up for today. But how about you share one piece of parting guidance, take a second, and then let everyone know how to connect with you and learn more about how to grow and scale a successful agency business. Yeah. You know, whether your business is agency or regardless, whatever it is, the biggest thing is, is, and I, I don't know who said this, but fail often, fail fast, fail forward, right? And you can't do that if you're not taking action. If you're waiting for it to be perfect, you're going to be waiting forever and you're going to miss your opportunity. Just take action and do it. Like the reason why I grew this business so quick and, and why this business is continually to grow and, and helping people is because I don't wait for it to be perfect. I just do it. And that might just be, you know, my self-awareness or whatever it is, but I'm just executing. I don't care if it fails. I don't care what happens. I'm just like, I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to go do it. And if you could just take one thing from this, just do it. Like literally I have a motto and I have a website for you guys to go to swank it, swank dot it. <laughs> like literally it's just like, you just got to swank it and go forward and, and do it and just go execute. And if, if you guys want to hear more or like the swank dot it website goes to both my podcasts. And uh, so you get links there. Perfect. So progress over perfection, people. Thank you, Jason, for being on the show today. And I'm sure we'll chat again soon.
Yeah, thanks for having me. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.